Well, well, well. What's this? Listeners? Well, gather round the crystal ball of storytelling, Kittywinks, because I see a tale appearing through the thick ether. One that'll make you pee your little pants in fear. Wait one gosh darn second. This isn't Halloween. Damn holiday specials ball. Eh! Ah, here we go. My shiny new season three ball. There's something coming through amongst the mists and smoke of time. Oh, this. Now this is a good one. A tale of sacrifice and loss, of rugs and sofas, of comings and goings. Either this will start making sense soon, or this room isn't well ventilated enough for all this ambient mist. Find out in our Season 3 opener of Tapan's Theater on Subspace, Drost in Translation. Computer, lights please. Sure thing, Drost. Local time is... Oh, dude, it's like 10 a.m. Are you just waking up? Or is my internal chronometer wound too fast? If I talk real slow, maybe you'll catch up? That's weird. My alarm is normally set for 4am, so I can get all my jobs and chores done by bedtime. First, the usual 42,447 ship safety checks, then make breakfast for Drac, then attempt to wake him, then have breakfast thrown at my face, then the customary cursing and threats, then I shower, then wake him up at a distance with that big prodding stick I put together. Couldn't you just, like, skip the breakfast attack and just use the stick first? Oh, no! If Drac doesn't hit me with a plate, he wakes up grouchy. Wait, 10 a.m.? The ship would normally be on fire by now without me patching her up. How have I slept this late? Who knows? Aliens? Ghosts? The order that Hotin gave me last night to pump Kathy's to Pond's crashes and your quarters full of anesthetine gas to keep you asleep? The cosmos is full of mysteries. Dross to Captain Kathy. We've got a problem brewing, sir. While Dross goes full narc and tells Kathy what's happening, let's all go and find out what's happening ourselves in the, uh... Assembly Hall? This ship really is something, huh? Where Hotin, Tavan, and Drac are inducting the new Starfleet crew. Oh dear, I see why this is a problem now. Alright losers, settle down. Mm. Drac, if you'll be so kind. You want me to get their attention? I could moon them. I brought a vial of Dengali fever. It would fill the room in about four minutes and get rid of the problem. We can't bully them if we're dead, can we? I won't be dead. I've spent the last four months building an immunity. Much as this conversation is making me actually crave death, just keep it in your pants for now, buddy, okay? We need to think of a way to... And Drac is naked. Why have I seen your genitals this many times? It worked, didn't it? Plus, you don't have to look. All right, peons, listen up. Starfleet may have made us take you stuffed shirts on board, but there are rules aboard the USS Tapon's radio program. Number one, you will refer to the OG crew as Sir, Ma'am, or Overlord Hoteen at all times. Number two, you'll not come to us with your whiny, pissant problems. 
her. Overlord Hoteen, the warp core is about to explode. Well, boo fucking who, Poindexters. Sort it out yourselves and stop bothering me while I'm having my mani pedi. Number three. All public restrooms, apart from the one incorrectly labelled Tapon's recording booth, are unavailable for the dropping of deuces. Number four, when Drac passes you in the hall, you must show your soft bellies, so I know not to take you as a threat. What's a Drac? I think it's that sentient gas cloud on deck seven. No, that is Ensign Pete Gasman from the Horsehead Nebula. I am- Is it that robot that spews out candies on deck two? That's a vending machine, you moron. Drac, would you like to continue? Ugh, what's the point? All right, we've ignored the elephant in the room long enough. No way, Trunky, come back! <clears throat> Five. Anyone caught engaging in small talk with me will be ejected out of the airlock. I don't want to discuss my day, or how I've been, or what the weather is like. Actually, that is my job, so you can ask me that one. In fact, does anyone want to know what the weather is like? Could we not simply observe meteorological phenomena from the window? That does it. Computer, vent this whole section into space. Belay that order. I would, Captain Kathy, but I'd be laying down right now. <laughs> High five. No one? Not even you, Tapon? Damn organics. What a horrible holodeck simulation. All these gawping weirdos staring and expectant. Well, you can't spook me, holograms. As Glenn Fry would say, gentlemen, the heat is on. Though not literally, this deck is quite chilly, hence the new insulated shirt I am wearing. How could you do this, sirs? Scaring these poor new recruits? Not to mention drugging us? Uh, staff dismissed? Guys, I know that none of us are super keen on having Starfleet here. I clear my throat? Ahem. Present company included. But we need to make sure that we at least appear professional. Or they might take the ship from us. That's why, from today, we have crew roles. <sighs> Crash will be my XO. Indubitabub. 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 Yes. Drac, you're head of tactical. Do I get a sash? Tell me I get a sash. Tapon, comms. Fitting, if not obvious. I will start prepping the daily notices and playlists for every morning. Something by Starship might be apropos, perhaps. Tavon, I'm letting you handle all sensors. The weather equipment you use is similar, and I know you'll get a kick out of knowing what's happening before anyone else. Ooh, delicious gossip. What about moi? You're the ship's computer, computer. A promotion! Match! Hotin, I wanted to just put you in a storage locker somewhere, but Starfleet Intelligence thought you'd make a good ship's ambassador, given all your shady connections. All right, whatever. I'm going to go and establish diplomatic ties with Tapon's mother. Catch you later, masturbators. And me? Well, Dross, I saved the best till last. You're going to be our new chief of operations. What? But what about me? They always forget me. I could use the coin now that I got my final written warning from my mother. I mean landlord. What's that you say? No salary? Well, screw that. I can see why Dross is so pissed about his new role now. I don't know what you're whining about, Dross. 
the job will have you overworked. Too many departments, no chance to sleep or eat. It seems right up your alley. You're missing the point, Savan. The work is being taken away from me. I won't be scrubbing the Jeffrey's tubes, or lubing the plasma manifolds, or even repairing the worn-out vibration function on Captain Kathy's chair. Instead, I'll be doing spreadsheets and reports, and die inside slowly like all those 21st century office workers. I don't see the issue. That sounds wonderful to me. Ah, bureaucracy. The parasol of the lazy. I came here, well, because Drac made me, but I stayed because Drac made me again. But I love it on this ship. I get to fix things and make a difference, not to sit behind a desk. Maybe all the free time you'll be getting will let you discover a new hobby. You could catch up on your correspondence or finally learn how to control your bladder at night. I could check my messages, I guess. What is that? My royal decoder ring! So that's what that is. It looks so gaudy and tacky I thought you pulled it out of a cereal packet. Wait, royal? You have 4,188 new messages. How are you so popular? No one ever calls me. Computer, delete all messages from Drac relating to snacks, socks, or applying tanning lotion to quote, tricky areas. You have one new message. Play message. Is this thing on? Prince Joss, my humblest grovelly apologies for daring to call you, but we haven't heard from you in some years. No judgment, and I don't know how else to tell you this. <clears throat> Your mother, she is dead. You need to come home to Itel. Ah. Uh. Poor Dross. Trust me, dude. Moms are overrated. Especially moms that are trying to kick you out over a small but easily extinguished waffle iron fire. Dross heads to the briefing room to lay out the bad news. Ital is a weird place, even for a planet of insectoid-humanoid hybrids. We don't really have a sense of self-respect or self-worth or- The ability to tell an engaging story. Ow! What is this? It's a stiletto heel. I knew I wore my fancy shoes for a reason today. Go ahead, Dross. Our planet has been annexed or conquered or used in intergalactic peace treaties 45,233 times in our history. An unfortunate number, but a prime number nonetheless. So, not a total loss. According to Conquerors Weekly, ITAL has been voted most attractive bargaining chip 12 years in a row. Well, it's happened again. According to my family's royal vizier, Ital has been annexed by the Galactic Space Rug and Sofa Emporium. And because my mom, the queen, just died, and with all my older siblings dying in the various more hostile takeovers of the past, I'm next in line. I have to go back home to accept our defeat with humility and sign the planet over to its new owners at the official ribbon-cutting ceremony. Hold on, can we skip to the part where you're royalty? Dross, you're a prince. Yeah, well... I kind of lied about how I wound up with Drac. It was ten years ago. I was young. I hadn't quite developed the Italian sense of abject cowardice. I wanted to side-eye the universe, to experience other cultures, and be subservient to them. I saw my chance when the guild of swimsuit models conquered us, and Drac and my old ship, the Battleaxe, raided the capital. Wait, wait, wait. You've said before that Drac kidnapped you. Uh-huh. 
That was the lie I was talking about. Yeah, but this dimwit went along with it. To be honest, I don't remember stories that aren't entirely centered around me. It's too much effort. It sounded like something I would have done. But Itel has no natural resources, other than the zit cream mines, of course. Whatever did the battle axe expect to find during the swimsuit model invasion? If you have to ask, old bean, you'll never know. And if you never know, then... I g guess you have to ask. But then you'll never know. Ah! Help me, Tavan. Here, here, Crash. Have this stapler. Ooh! Well, as I remember it, Drac ordered the raid because he thought they'd have the really good bronzer, the one with the glitter in it. Someone told me there was gold in it. I believe them. Let's not make a whole thing of this, okay? So when they found nothing but regular tanning lotion with sparkles, I snuck into Drac's bag and left with the battle axe. So now what? I'm fed up with my planet being a dog's body for the whole quadrant. When we can aim much higher, like a dog's face, maybe. We need to stand up, look these sofa and rug people in the eye, and say, not today, and not without a previously arranged appointment. I'm going to be decisive, daring, bold, uh, with your permission, of course, sir. Yeah, whatever, permission granted. Just stop talking, I'm trying to doze here. Captain DeBridge, set course for ITEL, maximum speed. Uh... I would, sir, but the stickers have been peeled off the helm buttons, and the one that usually says Engage Warp has Goey Fasty written on it. Duh, yeah, Einstein, because when you push it, we Goey Fasty. Jeez, where'd they dig these kids up? Let's go. We have a planet to help. Hopefully we can show Starfleet just how a professional crew operates. Excuse me, fellas, but I seem to have somehow stapled my leg to the bulkhead. Ah, I tell. City of retainers, pocket squares, and waterproof bedsheets. Seriously, it's like a sci-fi convention here. Oh boy. After a trip that took, uh, I don't know, let's say 24 hours so we don't have to change the clocks, the crew beamed down to I tell to meet the Drosserelli royal family's chief vizier, Brian, who also runs the pitchin' putt outside the palace. My prince, my prince, I'm so glad you came. If you hadn't got here in time, we would have had to use your royal body double, Gustav. Not Gustav. He's a massive dweeb. I'm sorry, my lord. I know I've never been able to live up to your esteemed sniveliness. What with my deep, booming voice, impressive muscles, and killer locks. It's okay, Gustav. I know you're trying your best. How's my 41st sister? She just gave birth to a clutch of 200 hatchlings. Thank God I missed that. Those christenings can be expensive. Dross, I am confused. The vizier's mandibles. Gustav's giant carapace. Are Italians really insectoid humanoid hybrids? <laughs> sure. Why do you think Drac kept calling me puny bug and beetle brain all the time? Mainly because Drac is a cruel and horrifying person? The board from the Galactic Space Rug and Sofa Emporium will be here tomorrow, Excellence. There is so much to prepare. You'll have to have your spine stretched so that you can grovel lower. You'll have to have voice training to make your voice even higher and non-threatening. Are they dogs? Because if you make his voice any higher, that's the only beings who will hear him. Then there's the rest. The decorations, the cake, the signing off on the training of the citizens who have been designated welcoming carpet. No. What? 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 He said, no. This all stops now. I've brought help. 
Oh, I see. I naturally thought these were the next set of conquerors, taking a survey of the place. No, these are my friends. Steady on there, Princess Pisspants. Your... Mm, vizierness? We're a part of Dross's crew. I'm Captain Kathy of the USS Japan's radio program, and we're here to help you stop these conquerors. You don't understand. These men are ruthless. They're capitalist. Ties, A-line skirts, one of them even had a briefcase with right-angled edges and everything. We're simple Italians. We don't have the spaghetti or meatballs to fight people like that. Well now, um, your funny hat suggests you might be a space wizard, so I'll go with that. Space wizard, you're talking to a bunch of seasoned professionals here. That would mean more if you didn't have a staple embedded in your face. Tapan, you said you got them all. No, I simply said I was finished. There is a distinction. Enough talking. Where are these upholstery people, and when can we kill them? I haven't killed anything in 24 hours, my eye is starting to twitch. They arrive at noon tomorrow, but how will we shelter from the worries of the universe if we don't have a choking boot to hide under? How will we avoid attack from neighboring systems if we don't immediately give in to all demands and cower in the dirt? We'll just have to find another way to live. Let's go, crew. We've got jobs to do. If we don't make it, you're going to take all the responsibility, right? I couldn't take that sort of pressure. So the crew splits into teams. Tapan and Drac try to find fortification options for the capital city. Kathy and Tavan try to secure weapons. Dross and Crash hole up in the capital building and research their enemies. And Hotin and Computer start a heartfelt campaign to rustle up some local support. Sound system up and running, Hotin. Right. Remember... We need to convince these idiots that they need to stand up and fight. We need to speak from the heart, with impassioned pleas and stirring prose. Totes, Hotz. Yo, I tell, it's the king of the mic, Hoteen. I'm here to announce your ruler is back. Dras? Prince Dras has returned? No, you mandible-faced freaks. Me, Hoteen, king of the airwaves, the illegal regal. And if there are any ladybugs that want to get busy later... Your own personal penis flytrap. Um, that's actually really offensive. Can it, laming mantis? Y'all better turn your listening ears up and listen to my man Hoteen here. Wow, that's some grade-A hype talk there, computer. This ain't my first rodeo partner. I did it for Tapan his first show before he cut all my relays in the recording booth to shut me up. All right, bug brains. There's some big trouble coming in the form of some douchebag capitalists who are about to wreck your day. But they sent us looking forward to conquering you gift bags. There were muffins in there. Y- yeah, but the uh, the gift bags are full of, uh, raid. Yeah, you better not eat those muffins or your face will explode. Oh, I already ate mine. I better go register my will, I guess. They're also going to experiment on you and turn you into hideous freaks. Even your mothers won't recognize you. Great. We've always been hideous bug nerds. Maybe our Hoteen triple acne will clear up. Okay. Uh, I also heard they're going to enslave your children and elders and um, kill half of you. Half of whatever number of you live on this swampy mess of a planet? Why, that'll cut your population by 50%. Excellent calculations there. We are overpopulated, and regulated child labor can actually be good for certain economies. Well, uh, they also... Um, they wear ties. Like, 
uh, really terrible ties. Like, you'd see it and be like, geez, man, where'd you get that work noose? The, uh, mm, the secondhand tie store? Oh, Dean, I'm out of ideas. They sound swell. Let's all go buy the new invaders' presents. Yeah. Well, that went poorly. Let's go check on Drac and Tapan as they try to find some way to shore up the town's defenses. This might do. As I said the last four times you picked that up, a someone went to ITAL and all I got was this stupid carapace t-shirt will offer little protection against an invading force. This is the fifth store we've been to. There's nothing here. No plate metal to reinforce the boundary walls or gateposts to make spike defenses. Not even some marker pins to make a sign that says, no conquering today, please. There is no need to sound disappointed, Drac. We seem to always, improbable though it is, prevail. Hotin once said we were like the cockroaches of the galaxy, and while crude, his analogy does have some merit. I'm not disappointed, I'm pleased. A horde of capitalist scum to behead and dance around their squirting necks in celebration? I'm getting goosebumps already. As am I. I believe you might get your wish, unless this senile-looking merchant has anything other than a novelty teapot with I, anatomically incorrect rendition of a heart, Ital. I thank you both kindly for visiting my establishment. Can this humble old man help you gentlemen find a purchase? Leave this to me, Tabon. I have a way with Italians. Shopkeep, cease running your filthy lips and tell us where your hardware supplies are, or I'll use your face to wipe the blood off of my dagger after I finish flaying your skin off. I'm surprised Kathy overlooked you for the diplomacy position. Sir, please. There be no hardware of any kind on Ital. The worker Italians do the building is a discarded pupae and chrysalis cases as materials in our structures. You mean to say that this building, everything in it, this entire city... Is gross old dead bugs in their skins? But of course! Ugh, let's get out of here. These things deserve whatever fate they get. Good day, sir. You come back real soon! I shall not. Ooh, Let's join Tavan and Kathy as they scout the area. Hopefully there will be less gross bug stuff. Ooh. So they built a capital city in the middle of these plains with no resources no natural defenses, no access to clean water, and no easy transport links. You can surround it on all sides, they don't have any high walls or vantage points, and their entire infrastructure seems to be made out of flammable carcasses. As a Cardassian, you have no idea how much this strategic situation annoys me. What does Dross expect us to do here? I'm racking my brains, but the best solution I can think of is burn the city to the ground and relocate them somewhere more suitable. Like a strip mall parking lot. They're all so weak and pathetic and nice. You know, I just can't respect people like that. Hey, I'm nice. Yeah, I know. Let's just get back to the Capitol building and hope Dross and Crash found some sort of strategy. Tactical retreat? Pretend we never heard about any of this? Tavon? <laughs> yeah, maybe. With our current situation looking as insurmountable as a reasoned conversation with a flat spacer, we return to the throne room, where King Dross, uh, some fellas have all the luck, and Crash try to think their way out of this. Vizier, where are you? I need help deciphering this contract. I'm here under the table, licking your boots clean, sir. French smooksifying the old foot leather, eh? Reminds me of the time me and a grazerite played pin the udder on the Andorian. Crash, did you find anything in the file room? Fright not, my old butterino. The cabinets had no files in them, 
just a lot of white flags and instructions on how to show subservience. I always find a zippy latex mask does the job fine. Vizier, I need your counsel. Is there any way Itel might resist? Resist? I'm frightfully, terrifyingly sorry, sir. I just don't know that newfangled term you younglings are using these days. Drosta, Captain. Any luck with any of the missions I sent you on? Sorry, Dross. It doesn't look... Dross, it's too late. They're here. Sorry, Dross. My big, chesty muscle hurts for you. I guess sometimes you just meet someone with a bigger phase rifle. Oh, Crash, you genius! I think you might have gone into shock, Dross. Dross to Kathy. I want you to stall them. Crash has a plan. Uh, really? Outside the city as their would-be enemies come down to claim their prize. The crew, minus Dross, stand together as one to repel tyranny and evil. Oh, sorry. Spoiled the moment there. So, this is the plan. Stand in a long line and wait for death. As far as it goes, it's not our worst plan, but it's pretty low on the list. I could kill you now. I would certainly prefer that. I picked a bad time to transfer to my mobile unit. I like having you here, computer. If we're all to get smushed into pace by an unfriendly corporation, at least it's together. Like family. Oh, I won't die. I'll just re-upload to the ship and leave you all to your fragile existences for as long as they last. Sounds like family to me. Tavon, you're awfully quiet in the face of death. Anything wrong? Hmm? Oh, nothing. I'm completely calm about all of this. It was my turn to tidy up mine and Dross's quarters this week, so I'm just glad I won't have to do any of that. Death or a bit of vacuuming? What adventurers we are. I mean, the greatest adventure is the friends we made along the... <laughs> I'm really sorry, I couldn't keep that shit going any longer. Here they come. I would just like to say that it has been an experience serving with you all. Couldn't have said it better myself. Oh, wait, I could. I wasted my entire life. Seriously, guys, what are you going to do? Tavon can tell them that little affirmation and bum them out. Maybe they'll die from a case of the Mopies. On reflection, it might have been a good idea to bring the new doctor down here. The one from Spooky Scary Skeleton Prime. What's her name again? Helen. Dr. Helen Skeleton. I'm sure we'll get some jokes out of that one. Could have at least brought down the giant elephant. Or that Bigfoot chief engineer. I think he is a yeti. Oh, sorry. What's the difference? Yetis do not photograph quite so badly. They've landed. They're opening the door. Please go back to just narrating yourself. That is super annoying. I watch as the door opens. Slowly. Do you think perhaps they'll start with me if I take a few steps forward? Not if I get there first. I am Mr. Emi, CEO of the Galactic Space Rug and Sofa Emporium. My assayers and I are here to finalize the acquisition of this planet as agreed. OMG, they're so tiny! I just want to pick them up and smoosh the little faces. I feel like we should be keeping these things in a tank, not killing them. Should we be killing them? Not unless we want Peter involved. Is Peter one of the new Starfleet recruits? I haven't met everyone yet. You guys are ridiculous! How and why are you conquering anything? How dare you! We've been conquering planets since you humanoids were our size! Not even the jizz cells that made us were your size, Eeny. Now why don't you take Meanie, Miney and Mo and piss off back where you came from? Because they were invited! Thank you, King Jazz. 
So I would like to hurry and sign the contract and get back to corporate HQ. I've never been so insulted. I find that hard to believe. Is it difficult to hear all the way down there? That is not an insult. I am quite curious. King Joss, I will not stand for this impertinence. Are you standing? I naturally assumed you were kneeling down. I apologize for the rudeness of my colleagues, Mr. Eni. It's my pleasure to welcome you to ITAL. Thank you, King Joss. Can we begin with a contract signing now? Uh, about that. I'm afraid we hit a slight snafu. What do you mean? ITAL's contract was up for tender, and we agreed initial terms when you're busier here. Well, you see, someone else beat you to the punch and signed the contract first. Let me introduce you to the new permanent custodian of ITAL, Mo Latnum. Latnum? This is outrageous! Just because you're part of the merchant's guild, it doesn't mean you can gazump us on this deal. Explain yourself! Will you look at that legendary son of a bitch? Eeny squeaks in his face, and Mo just stares him down with that smug grin and says nothing. As I have learned from many years of contract negotiations, never mess around with Mo Latinum. He even put on his flashiest jacket, the one with all the sequins and the chest flaps he wears to Mardi Gras to get extra beads. So, I'm afraid Ital isn't for sale or conquering anymore. And if I understand Mo's expression correctly, you need to get off his private property, right, Mo? Hmm. Team, let's go. We'll go to the courts if necessary. We'll take this all the way up to the very top. Make sure to take a stack of books to stand on. I've grown very tired of this. Can you just bugger off now? Don't let the airlock hit you with a good programmer split ya. All's well that ends well, I guess. Tivan, what are you doing? I'm going to give them a warning shot, just to scare them off. You know, that phaser could have proven useful when we were looking for ways to defend the planet. Yeah, make sure you put it back in the munitions locker when you're back aboard, Tivan. Oh, for crying out loud. Ready? A. Oops. My bad. I guess that's what happens when you make your ships out of the same stuff you make your rugs and sofas from. Wow, I suppose it's only a small loss. <laughs> now that ITAL is safe and sound, I guess it's time for everyone to go back to the ship. Right? Right? Thank the great maggot! Conquered again! This time by a benevolent ruler who has only demanded 20% of our GDP, rather than the standard 96%. What next, King Dross? A bath in the royal jelly? A tour of your new cinema room? Your pick of the royal concubines? Ew, gross. Free those men and women immediately. There will be no enforced concubinage on ITAL anymore. A terrible last decree, Dross. Now come on, I want to go back to the ship so you can make me a bologna and gach sandwich. Well, uh, about that. I can't thank you guys enough for this. To see my planet free, kind of... It's just amazing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Enough with the bugs. Let's go home, crew. I'm not coming back to the ship. <gasps> but Dross, why? Oh, wait, the unlimited riches part, right? No, it's not that. The threat might be over, but my people are still massive cowards. My time with you guys has taught me to show some backbone and fight. 
ITAL needs that experience, that leadership, more than the USS DuPont's radio program does right now. I understand. I relieve you of your duties, Mr. Dross. Now give me a hug. Oh, I stand relieved. And thank you, Captain, for everything. Ensign, it will take much time to grow accustomed to your absence. I'll miss you too, Tapon. See you, Squirt. Consider this a going-away present. It's from my personal collection. How to seduce Gorn through hypnotic suggestion. Oh, wait. Wrong pocket. Uh, here. Here's the iTel version. Um, thanks? Why did you have this anyway, when I was the only Italian you knew? Drossy, stay in touch, yeah? I haven't quite worked out email yet, but I can dictate letters for Tapon to write. Of course! Well, old chum, we've been through some scrapes, eh? All those crime capers, when you were my lowly spotter on the battle axe. Uh, that was Drac. But we've been through some interesting times. When we went into the computer when she turned evil, when we sacrificed that meatball sub to save the ship, when I saved you from the mob... Hmm. Nope, I don't remember any of that. Bye! Let's not say goodbye, Dross. Just... Kevets tola berum toch. That's beautiful, Tavon. What does it mean? It's an old Cardassian saying for when friends move out. It means I better not find any of my belongings missing tomorrow. Drac, I suppose you have one last berating in order? Come here, you sniveling little toad. Stand at my feet and listen while quivering in that way you do. I love you more than family, more than crew. And I am so proud of who you've become. You will be a glorious leader, the likes of which this plant has never seen. Oh, sir. Now get in amongst those concubines and do me proud before you make me cry. <laughs> Computer, beam us up. One observation, Drac. Don't some female insects kill their sexual conquests after mating? I can't hear you, Tapot. I have too many tears in my eyes. That doesn't even make sense. Dross gone. A whole heap of new crew to learn the names of. I don't like change, I tells ya. Well, I guess I'll catch you on the flip side, folks, on the next installment of Tapon's Theater on Subspace. Same bat time, same bat channel. Uh, not to be confused with Bat Week on Discovery's Bat Channel. It's pretty good. Thank you for listening to Tapon's Theater on Subspace. Today's episode was written by Rich Masters. Episode art by David Axwizard Booth. Episode edited by Matthew Tusseroni and Aaron Damrau with music by Vitizen. Announcer was voiced by James O'Fallon. Tapon was voiced by Jeff Rowich. Kathy and the Ship's Computer were voiced by Poppy Jenkins. Crash and Devon were voiced by David Spivey. Drac was voiced by Matthew Tusseroni. Dross was voiced by Paul Turner. And Hoteen was voiced by Rich Masters. Special guest voices for this episode include All Seeing Orb as voiced by Ross Webster, Crewman 1 as voiced by Salty Snail Queen, Crewman 2 as voiced by Rhea and DeBrown, Janderbot as voiced by Jason Whitcomb, Helmsman as voiced by Michael Colby, Answering Machine as voiced by Aaron Damrau, Vizier, as voiced by Michael Colby. Gustav, as voiced by Rich Masters. Random Passersby, 1, 2, 3, and 4, as voiced by Jason Whitcomb, Matthew Tusseroni, Poppy Jenkins, and James O'Fallon. Sweet Old Merchant, as voiced by Jason Whitcomb. And CEO Eni, as voiced by Aaron Damrau. Special thanks to Paul Turner for voicing, writing, and generally supporting TTOS. Best of luck on your future endeavors. Full individual social media links are in the description. 